OTB AM. The way in which Chelsea phrased it was bizarre. It's like, we're going to get rid of him, but he's going to really, really help us. Potter seems like a nice guy, and maybe that was his downfall in the end. OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. For our uh, radio listeners, um, we managed to cut to a picture there of Scahill dragging Richie Power up by the, the jersey. That's what he might have got booked for, and it might not have been a case of mistaken identity. Tommy Walsh, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Jer. How are you? Um, the dark arts. You, you, you were never involved in any of that stuff. Well, I used to call them the dark arts. I just called them the arts, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, listen, it was a different game back then. Like, uh, it was almost slowing down the form, maybe that second or two before the ball came in. And if you were trying to do that to him, then sure, listen, you might have had an advantage. But as Paul said now, like, them days are gone because there's too many cameras around and um, you're gone to the line. It's like soccer. You can't slide slight tackle in the Premier League anymore because... You know, if you're you're off that by that one second, VAR is in and you're probably off. And uh, it's the same with hurling, but it was the culture that was grow up in. Like you don't look to the referee for for support. You look after yourself, and it's the same with a forward. Forward came in, and as, as Paul was saying, we you know hit you a shot there just to to get to know you. You just took it and you got on with it, like and. It was part of the game. You did it in the garden when you're home, your brothers and sisters, and that's like. So you expected no different than championship days, and um, they were enjoyable to the most part as well, Jer, because when you're getting into these battles with guys, they like it was like you expected out of him, he expected out of you, and no one got hurt. That's the main thing. Like there was no you, you weren't trying to hurt anybody or anything like that. It was just you know maybe. Could be anything really, but yeah, the arts, that's what I used to call them anyway. Um, uh, the, the, the bit of shirt pulling that they're talking about in, in GA, obviously, I think um, it wasn't invented by James McCartan, but he used to run out and he'd pull the, the defender's jersey behind him as he was going. He'd trip over and the referee would be like, oh, you've, you've been fouled there as a corner forward. I remember Dermot Ling telling us one time about um, going for a high ball with you and your hand was on his hurl the whole time until the very last second and all of a sudden the ball was in your hand. I was like, uh, the sleight of hand that none of us knew about. But Dimmer was like, that was genius. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh, it, like, basically the way I suppose most players uh, play the game when it, when the ball is in the sky, Jerry, is if you're on your own, the ball comes down and you catch it, you know, 100% of the time. If there's somebody on you and they're in front of you, you don't catch it. It's usually because there was something in the way, whether that was his hurl, whether that was his hand or whatever. So you just had to kind of free the path so that the ball came straight into your hand. That's the way, really, like it, when you really, when it really buys down, if you look at anybody trying to catch a ball, whether they're a forward or a back, like it's all about making sure that that, you know, how a pathway come for the ball is, is coming straight into your hand because otherwise it hits their hurl, hits their hand straight down into to the, to the ground. But like, I wouldn't, you know, like that, that's a skill in the game. Like, I, I'm not talking about hitting the person or, striking their heart or striking their hand I'm just talking about positioning everything in a way that the ball comes straight into your hand instead of his you know so you can call it dark arts if you want I definitely wouldn't look at it like that because if I was in front of my man and I went up to catch it and he shoved you know me my heart my hand out of the way so the ball went into his hand I'd say fair play to him and I'd say very silly out of me to put myself in that position you know 
Would you be talking to the, the you know before throwing when the, when you're the forward is coming over and you're shaking hands? Would you be talking throughout the match, whispering to him, saying things in his ear, getting in his head, or is that not a done thing? Yeah, that was never a done thing done in, in Harland to answer. It's too fast because if you're saying that to your man and um, suddenly like it's all he's to do is get the ball, put it in the back of the net, and uh, suddenly like you're the fool. So it was too, I always found it too high risk. Like um, plus you knew the guys. There was only five or six Kilkenny, say Tipperary, Cork, Galway. You know, there's only so many teams at the top anyway. So you knew them all pretty well and. There was no, I never saw an advantage to it anyway because a forward could just go past you. You know, you could be marking him like as Christy Ring used to say, like as a forward, you could be out of the game for 55 minutes in a 60 minute game back then. You could be out of the game for 55 minutes. You only have to hurl well for five minutes. And, and you know, you're the hero. So the, the defender then is, you know, in, in big, big trouble. Like he scored three goals. I think he was on Don Broderick or, for Limerick in, a, say, it was a Munster final many moons ago and Christy was out of the game for the whole game next minute scored three goals and Cork beat Limerick so I never saw an advantage to talking to someone uh, uh, Shane it's just and it wasn't the done thing too like you're geared by your environment as well you're probably brought up to, to respect your opponent and it was all kind of you know everybody gives everything to win the game and you're, you forget about it then once the game is over so if there's words spoken it's very hard to to you know, totally forget about then after the game, isn't it? Now, the usual stuff probably happened from time to time with certain players that you wouldn't hold it against them. They might be saying, listen, Brian Cody's looking at you there, you could be coming off there in the next few minutes or, you know, that kind of, uh, um, you know, it's, it's harmless enough out of talk, but there was never anything like that you would hear of that went on in other sports. It really wasn't shared. And uh, I definitely think the use of all star tours back then, used to have railway cups. Railway cups are magical as a player, probably not as a spectator because, you know, not everybody is playing during the depths of the winter. But you really got to know players, like especially in Leinster, you got to know the Offaly lads, the Wexford lads. And it was great for camaraderie because when you're playing with each other in a railway cup, you're on the same team. Towards after a game, if it's Kenny versus Wexford, Kenny versus Offaly, if you win, you don't want to kind of rub it in the person's face. And if you lose, you're in no mood to talk to anyone, Shane. <laughs> so I think that, them kind of competitions and the all-star tours and things like that, I think they cut out um, a lot of that as well because you knew the guys, you know. Uh, before we get to the, the league final, I did want to just ask your opinion on a conversation that's been had over the last week or so about just how enjoyable the game is at the moment um, with the frequency of scoring and the high scores. Where do you stand on, on the quality of the game generally that we're watching at the moment? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with the quality, Jerry. It's the I think it's the excitement people are referring to. So before, the, say when the scores were averaging maybe 111 to, to 115, them kind of scores would have been very, very common, you know, say probably 15, 20 years ago. But you had so many different exciting parts of the game other than the score. So say if the ball came into the full back line and Brian Lohan or um, Noel Hickey or we'll say Kevin Heenan from Offaly, uh, The Rock from Cork, these guys come out with a ball the whole crowd is on their feet if they see him out in front. Next minute they collect it. They might, you know, shoulder lad and then drive it 100 yards down the line. The crowd are going wild as if it's a goal. Um, suddenly then, if you forward on that play, it goes down and it could be a man-on-man battle inside. You know, it could be, we'll say, Eddie Brennan versus 
Dwayne Sherlock or, you know, it could be Joe Dean versus Kevin Keane. It could be Anton and suddenly the crowd are on their feet again. What happens if the ball breaks a certain way? What if he catches it? The forward catches it, turns his man. Again, if there's a big catch, the crowd are on their feet again. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's towards now when you get the ball in the, in the fence, you, you do a five yard stick pass. There's no buzz or excitement around that. Um, when you get the ball in the forwards, generally like the, you're kind of one versus two or one versus three. No real excitement if the, the ball breaks a certain way because the spare man is picking it up. So I think the quality, there's no difference. The quality is probably higher than it ever was. Like, would you go ask me to take a, a puck out from 30,000 people? Well, that's, you know, steamrolling down behind me in, in Crow Park. Very dif- difficult thing to do. They do it with their eyes shut at the moment. Um, a stick pass from 30, 40 yards straight into a lad's hand. You know, like I'd say 50% of our ones would have been straight from his feet. Like, so I think there's no, there's no, um, drop off and there's probably definitely a higher skill level. Absolutely. At the moment, I think the refer, the reference at the moment is the excitement of the game has definitely, you know, changed. And do you lament that? Do you miss that? Or do you think that this is just part of like a, more teams will get closer to each other and we're in a cycle where there's one dominant team. And, and I, I think I think if, if you didn't have Limerick dominating, take, just take Limerick out over the last four or five years, anybody would have felt like they could win the All-Ireland and we wouldn't have had too many of the one-sided games. Is, is that part of this conversation as well? Because it feels a little bit like we had this conversation when the dubs were mechanically hoovering up All-Irelands. People changed the game, they changed the kick-out rule, everything was wrong, they got the forward mark. When actually that was just a all-time great team and you didn't really need to change the rules yeah um, I suppose I, I tend not to look at the you know the positive side of it because you know it happened in football years ago and everybody was giving out about it did it help I don't think it did so there's no advantage to us coming on week on week complaining about the way it was and the way it should have been like you know um, it just I don't think it helps uh, in any way towards um, encouraging people to play the game to watch the game I think there will be a natural evolution. Um, like I was, I was looking at the, the styles that have happened over the last, let's say, thirty years. There, you go back to Clare. They brought in physical fitness in, in the mid nineties. That was probably never seen in, in hurling before. Running up mountains, you know, it wasn't their Clare players on behind and behind trees, so they didn't have to do the chain and then the next run. Missed the hill, the hill running, huge. They brought this physical fitness. Next minute, Kenny came along. They brought. You know, had to had to, I suppose, adapt and join with Claire and that, and they brought this spirit and intensity that forwards were working like never before. Never seen corner forwards. Their job was to score full forwards. Their job was to score goals. Now they were running back to midfield, running back to half back, then hooking and blocking. You had a Tipperary team then that beat, you know, the Clint team going for the five in a row. That Tipperary team was all about movement. Eamon O'Shea came in with his, you know different slant on the way he thought the game should be played. Next minute you had to you couldn't stay in your position. You're you're watching forwards are moving absolutely everywhere and there were lads giving him the ball. Beforehand when he got the ball in the backs he just cleared as long as you could hit it. Now they were finding forwards in, in great positions. Suddenly Tiberi scored goal after goal. You had the cart running game. Like that that cart running game I remember in zero six they're after winning two in a row. We were after sticking to our guns because you know Brian Cody was so tough he was so determined, so confident in, in, in his own ability to read the game. He said, no, we're doing it our way and we'll stay going. And, you know, I'm sure at the time, Cork were like yeah, Tom, Tom and Jerry midfield, Tom Kenny, Jerry O'Connor. 
speed merchants. You couldn't catch them. They were sold up and down the field for 70 minutes. You had Ben O'Connor, you had Niall McCarthy scoring all these scores as a result of the running game. They were running out from the back and the question was then, should we go and change? Should you adapt that maybe our time is, is, is finished with the way we play the game? But no, they, they stuck with it and um, suddenly the running game was was kind of gone. And then you had, you know, in recent times, I suppose, Galway did a bit of movement after they scored. Say, if Joe Canning was playing wing forward, he, he scored, he'd move on to the next position, which would be corner forward. And the whole Galway forwarding rotated around that way. And now, sure, as we see, Jer, we have the Limerick game, which has been so dominant for the last, what, since probably, I know they won it in 18, but their probably current game has probably only been as dominant since 2020, where they just, it's stick passing everywhere. And the stick passing quality is just off the charts. And I, did, I think that's where a lot of te- other teams are, are, are failing really, because they're not able to, they're trying to do the Limerick game, but just not able to do it as well. And, um, you know, um, so I think, there'll be a natural evolution of the game and that's when it'll change but you'd love to know what they want to come up with well I was going to say I think the lesson from that you've just given us a brilliant potted history lesson there nobody ever got to the top by copying what was already being done everybody had to do something slightly different and closer to their own identity based on their own resources which leads me nicely to the final here about um, where Kilkenny are Kilkenny seemed to have managed to manage the transition from an all-time great to um, a disciple, and uh, and yet be slightly different. So it, it's not it's not exactly just a continuation. Derek Ling seems to be his own man, and the team's there's subtle enough changes. But are there, are there enough changes? Do you think for us to say that actually you can say there's a difference between Kilkenny this year and last year? Um, well, there's new players in there. You have Billy Drennan uh, is in there. He's having, having a fantastic league campaign. He's an All-Ireland champion in handball. You have Garo Dunn is coming in and making great impacts off the bench. Scored a hat-trick against the Brary in, a, in, in the Dillon uh, career com, um, challenge game there to, to raise funds. So, like, they have, they are adding players and adding players to the panel um, to this. They have a few position switches, like Hugh Lawler seems to be being tried out around the, the half-back line. Young Tommy Welch is tried out around the half-back line. Parg has gone back inside. So there has been plenty of, of change, you know, slight change, as you said, Jer. So, yeah, Kenny would be very confident. But I think it, it all winds down to the fact of that the strength of this Limerick team, their physical strength is such a huge asset to them. And we saw Tipperary the last day. They tried to take him on with, with, with you know, just go on at him through the physical side. And I don't think it's the way to go at this Limerick team. I think you have to go at them with movement and speed because ha- taking on guys that are six foot five, six foot seven, like Limerick have three or four lads six foot five, and they probably have probably eight or nine lads six foot two, six foot three and above. So I think taking them on. Um, with with the physical game, there's only going to be one winner, and that's Limerick because they'll be able to take the hits better than anybody else. When they go to go through the tackles, they'll go through more tackles than anybody else. That's just science. That's just the way the way the, the way it is. So I think you have to take them on with movement, and you have to take them on with with speed. Speed is a huge thing. When you're strong, um, the, 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 what you want, to, what do you want your opposition to do? Take you on with strength. What you, what do you not want them to do? Take you on with speed. So with the Kenny, you have, you know, Owen Cody there, you have Billy Drennan, all these boys, absolutely fast as lightning. And I'm not just talking about their, their feet, their heads. Hurling is a class game. It's all about class. 
Um, you could score two or three goals in the space of a minute if your head is switched on and if your feet are switched on. So I think taking on Limerick in this league final, I would not take him on just going, you know, it's with, with, with the, the physical side of things. I take him on the other side and, and you, you need to score goals. This Limerick team has been brilliant in recent times about not conceding goals. They need to take him on and score a few goals and, you know, keep, keep them, I suppose, short on the other side of the guards, keep them out of the, away from the goalkeeper yeah these two sides uh, produced a, a classic in the All-Ireland final last year the hope is that they'll produce a classic again and we can start talking about an exciting match what do you think is going to happen who's going to win yeah so I, I do think Limerick are going to win I just think they're that they're after keeping very fresh during the league although they're winning every match and when they come for being off in the end they're leaving off you know three or four of their, their big shots I reckon they'll go at champ- I reckon the two of them will go in nearly championship type teams this weekend and um, I do think Limerick will win. Um, but I'm excited to see where Kilkenny at now. Um, as we said, if a few position switches now, like, you know, they're going to be able to take on maybe, I always see the, that Limerick half hour line is Gerard Hegarty and Tom Morrissey, Keane Lynch. Like, they're just stars and they're just brilliant in every game. Two over the three of them are nearly man of the match in every single game. They're, they're left with all acres and acres of space, Jar. So I'd love to see the Kilkenny team cutting out, like, as in man-mark them guys and see what happens then on the other side because everybody has tried and maybe the, the zonal thing against them where they leave off Garode when he goes out the field, they leave off Keane, they leave off Tom Morrissey. Um, the result every time is one, one or two of them scoring five points, scoring two, three, scoring seven points. So I'd love them to man-mark the half-hour line and the half-back line because although they're very strong on one side, the half-back line of Hannon, Burns and Kyle Hayes, they're commonly coming up with probably six pints plus yeah. and that's probably not even just from freeze yeah. so I'd be man-marking the half-back line and the half-hour line and seeing where that'll take you Well, we'll find out on uh, on Sunday Good stuff, Tommy Thanks a million for joining us Great to have you back Cheers OTB AM with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now